stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo again to talk about long-term investing and stock winners over the long term. So what if you had bought and held stocks for the last 20 years? That's from March, March or April 1999. That would be during the dot-com boom, actually, and you held through the bust, through 9-11, through the housing bubble, through the Gulf War, that's still ongoing partially, through the Great Recession, and now into this bull market. That's a lot. A lot has happened over the last 20 years in both both the stock market and just globally, geopolitically. So why bring this up now? Why are we talking about it? Because recently someone posted on Twitter about Microsoft hitting new all-time highs. And that's great. We should be celebrating that. And so people started talking about the company's longer return and someone was posting about the 20-year return. So I took a look to see what was going on with the 20-year return. And I looked at, I went back to April 1st, 1999. So that is when the dot-com boom was still raging. It didn't, uh, you know, hit its highs until 2000. So um, things were still looking real good in 1999. And then I looked through February 1st. For some reason, Yahoo Finance keeps giving me February 1st when I do these long-term searches, 2019. And... So that's almost 20 years, not quite, but close enough. And Microsoft's return during that time was 189%. And then I looked at the S&P 500, which given what happened with the Great Recession and all that, I knew wouldn't be that great either over that period. And it was 109% for that time period. So Microsoft's return is beating the S&P 500 pretty handily over that time period. So what's wrong with that? Um, There normally isn't anything, right? But when I looked over the last five years, the shares of Microsoft were up during that time period. So this is during the bull market that we're seeing now. Uh, They were up 194.4%. So (laughs) that's basically over the last five years is beating the 20-year return. And that's because for over a decade, actually... Um, almost 11 or 12 years in there, in the 20-year time period, the shares went nowhere. So between April 1st, 1999 and January 1st, 2012, the shares were down 36% during that time period. So that does include the Great Recession sell-off, but that um, bottomed in 2009, and we're talking about the 1st of January 2012 here. Shares are still down 36% over that time period. The S&P 500 had recovered most of its losses from 2009 by that point, and it was down just 1.7%. So Microsoft really underperforming over the that long period. And yes, you got a dividend, with Microsoft that you could have been reinvesting in there because these returns are not with the dividend reinvested. But I did go to look to see when Microsoft started paying the dividend because a lot of current, you know, more recent investors don't realize that Microsoft was this great growth story 
and it didn't feel the need to pay any dividend during the booming 90s. And it wasn't until February 19th, 2003, that it finally paid its first dividend. It was eight cents. And now it's been paying it ever since and increasing it. But for many of the years of this like lost decade, you didn't even get a dividend. So that's even more brutal. You were just, it was on the downward slope and, and nothing. You had no safety net there. So would you have held onto the shares all of this time when the stock went nowhere, basically? I argued with people on Twitter about this, and they insisted that they would have, that yes, they would have held all those years, and that even if they didn't, they knew people who did. So Microsoft's website actually has a really cool feature that I just discovered when, when I was arguing with people about this, that they let you figure out the value of your shares from the date you bought it. You can either put in the number of shares and the date, or you can put in like a dollar amount and it'll tell you how many shares you owned at that time, how many you have now, and how much it's worth. So this is a really cool feature. So obviously I'm not the only one who's asking these questions. And someone on Twitter mentioned that their friend had bought shares 20 years ago and held all of this time. And he said they had bought $3,000 worth of shares. So I plugged that into the calculator and I used April 1st, 1999 again for the example of this $3,000 because I just used it earlier in this show and I want to be consistent. So the $3,000 bought on April 1st, 1999 would have bought you 32.37 shares. So the shares were pretty pricey then, if you can see doing the math. And then the current valuation, and this is, it doesn't say, but I'm assuming through maybe um, current dates, which is March 26 when I'm recording this. So the current value is $7,612.65 or a return of 153.75%. So let's just call it 154% return. It did have two splits, it tells me. And so there's now 64.74 shares. And this did not include the dividend, I don't believe, because it doesn't say it does. So I'm assuming no dividend here. So that's not bad. That's still beating the S&P 500 for the period. Um, But, uh, you know, obviously nothing wrong with that. But current investors in Microsoft, and these are the people I was talking with on Twitter, those who bought the shares in the last five years have seen much bigger gains than just this, than just 153.75% return. And it doesn't sound all that great when you're saying, oh, I put in $3,000 and now it's $7,600. That's not really the stock buying dream, right? Even though that's good and it's beating the S&P, that's not really the, the hope everyone has when they buy the stock, right? So we've seen these really big gains over the last couple of years. And I feel like now investors are extrapolating the last few years to conclude that it was always this great with Microsoft. And I think people are thinking this about a lot of different stocks, especially the technology stocks, because the tech stocks have really outperformed since the Great Recession. These are the big growth names, and everybody's all bullish about, you know, the disruption, the innovation, the artificial intelligence, um, all of these things that are driving big returns in a lot of tech stocks. And they think that... It's always been this way, even though there was great innovation in the 1990s, too, with the Internet. Um, It was the same arguments being made then and that 
tech stocks are the only way to go. So I looked at a couple of other stocks just to kind of see too what's going on there. So from April 1st, 1999 um, to April 1st, 2009. So that's one whole decade. And this would have been the same like similar lost decade as Microsoft, basically, although I extended Microsoft's to 2012 and not 2009. But I took a look at Amazon in that time period. And Amazon also had this lost decade there. It was down uh, 6.4% during that time period. And that's not something you really associate with Amazon shares either. So 10 years of owning Amazon, no dividend. They don't pay one now, and they certainly didn't pay one then. And the shares were down during that time period 6.4%. But let's look at Amazon's 20-year chart. So extrapolating that out, much better result than Microsoft because of what's happened since 2009 with these shares. So 20-year return is now 1,982%. And that's versus, I think I have 256% for the S&P 500. And, oh no, it should be like 100 109% or something for the S&P 500 and 202% for the NASDAQ. So the NASDAQ has outperformed the S&P 500 over that 20-year time period because of the last um, you know, number of years with these big returns on the tech stocks. But let's look at Micron. That's ticker MU. This is another tech darling now. I know many of you love it and you saw big gains. Some of you sold out of it when... Um, you know, that it had this big pullback and now you're back in and you love the story here with the semiconductors over the 20 year time period and using the same dates as the others, you would have had a return on Micron of just 42%. So again, Amazon 1,982 and Micron 42%. And then the S&P 500 basically would have done three times as well. Um, NASDAQ over five times as well if you just bought the bigger indexes. So what I'm getting is that many investors now have confirmation bias due to the returns of the last several years. So you've convinced yourselves that, yes, it would have been amazing to own Microsoft for 20 years when in reality... Um, that it wasn't so amazing. It was okay. And you did outdo the S&P 500. But the um, dreams of riches with that stock did, was not true over the 20 years. Um, and many non-tech stocks have actually outperformed many of these that I'm talking about here today. And that's another myth that it's only the tech stocks that have been booming in the last 10 years and nothing else. But that can't, that's not, that's basically uh, inaccurate. And it's good to keep in mind that there's a lot of other areas you could be investing in. So I took a look at some of those because we've been hitting all-time highs, not just in Microsoft, but in various other stocks, too, that people are giving less love to. So another one of those stocks hitting all-time highs is Union Pacific Railroad. This ticker is UNP. Yes, I'm talking about a railroad now. And it was founded in 1862. I think it didn't go public until like 1960s, like 1969, I want to say, in its current incarnation. But looking back uh, on the 20-year return, using the same dates from April 1st, 1999 to February 1st, 2019, 
this stock, UNP, boring old railroad, been around forever, old technology, right, is up 1,020% during the 20 year. Now, reminder, Microsoft still beating the S&P 500, but up just 189%. So almost 10 times better, not quite, five times better with UNP than Microsoft. And then let's take a look at another older industrial stock that gets absolutely no love, but this one too is breaking out to new all-time highs. Fastenal, ticker F-A-S-T. They are basically, um, a short definition, an industrial supplier of nuts and bolts, basically. A lot of manufacturers shop and buy their supplies, um, a lot of people in the construction, so it doesn't get any love. The, again, those are older technologies, right? That's the old school, why do we need nuts and bolts, right? They were founded in 1967 in Minnesota. Interestingly, they went public in 1987. That was one year after Microsoft. So Microsoft 1986, Fastenal, nuts and bolts, 1987. So Fastenal hitting new all-time highs as well, just like Microsoft, Fastenal's 20-year return, you know where I'm going with this, right? You know it's going to be much better, right? Because why else would I not have it as this example? And yes, it is. 955% over the 20-year. Again, Microsoft, 189%. I don't mean to beat up on Microsoft because I actually like the company. And I owned shares last year, but I had to sell because I wanted to buy something else. So I sold out of them. Still like it. I would still buy it again. But over the long haul, the last 20 years, it was really not the place to park your money. And I know what many of you are going to say to me too. You're going to tweet at me, but Tracy, the last two years, <laughs> or even like the last year, the last year, the last two years, it's so much better. And I don't dispute that. It has been. So Microsoft over the last two years, up 78.5%. Union Pacific up 52. That's not bad. Um, Fastenal up just 20. And then the major indexes, the NASDAQ up 30 and the S&P 500 up 25. So Fastenal is underperforming over the last two years, NASDAQ and S&P, um, Union Pacific, Microsoft beating both of those. So yes, Microsoft over the last two years is the king of these particular stocks. But again, um, when you're looking out of the longer haul, tech over the 20-year time period since the dot-com bust hasn't been the investment everybody thinks it is, that it's cracked up to be necessarily. Um, I can give plenty of other examples of stocks beating Microsoft, but you know I'm going to stop now. These are all outside of the technology. But I just wanted to do this show to remind everybody and to remind investors to be careful of your confirmation biases when investing. And I love technology as much as anyone else, I own, like I said, I owned Microsoft last year. I own Amazon still. I've owned it for a number of years. Um, I own a, a couple of other tech, social media type stocks, and um, that's great. But I also own others outside of that sector. So don't neglect other great companies in other industries because growth can be found in a lot of places. And it's not just the disruptors, but it's sometimes, you know, simply the transports, as we've seen with UNP, because um, that's a little bit of a shocker one, how well the shareholders in Union Pacific has, have done 
if they've been long-term investors, if they've ignored all the noise and just kind of kept going along. And this is without the dividends reinvested as well. And UNP has paid a dividend um, throughout that time period longer than Microsoft has. So keep all that in mind. These are just some good tips for all of you investors out there. I know many of you try to be longer-term investors. And the average now is a little over two years because it's really hard. It's hard to hold on, especially when you get stocks that have um, not even just a lost decade, but a lost year. You get a stock that either declines and then stays down there or just kind of tops out and then goes nowhere for a year, two years, even three, possibly even longer. That's when the challenge really presents itself. But it's good to look at some of the charts for some of these stocks that are a little bit longer term to see where the ups and downs went on and that if you stuck it out with good quality companies, um, that you can still see some really good returns. So let's go over those uh, tickers again that I mentioned in this episode. So we did have Microsoft, obviously MSFT. Amazon beats them all during this 20-year time period, but it too had that lost decade. So that would not have been easy to hold on for that awful decade of Amazon. AMZN is the ticker there. Then we had Micron, MU, and UNP, um, Union Pacific, and then Fastenal, F-A-S-T. So remember, you want to get all of our uh, podcast here, and I will have guests on <laughs> soon. I have a lineup uh, awaiting coming here this spring with some of us, Zach's top talent, joining me to talk about the economy, whether or not we're going to get that recession with the the inversion of the yields and a whole bunch of other things. So you don't want to miss a single episode. Be sure to get us. We are on Spotify, so get us over on Spotify. You can also always get us on SoundCloud or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, but make sure you do so you don't miss a single one. And I'll be back again next time with some more stocks.